Question. Are you a record company executive? No. Great. Then come on in to Induction Burners, Episode 8, An Open Spine, with Eric Mack and Wilder Allison. Oh yeah, on the fence. It's been extensively documented. Check the literature. <laughs> Check slate.com. I, mean, I belong to a group, a texting group that. Yeah, I mean, you can't really use your phone when it's very active. Yeah. I guess that makes. Plus, it's you know. I mean, I feel like. I don't know. I don't think of you as like a TV watcher. No, I'm not at all. Yeah. I'm not. I I'm I am incapable of like getting into TV. Well, I appreciate that. Thank we, you. You and Monroe should do the podcast like in the future. Together. Yeah. I would love to do that. In, in the future. Um, you and David? No. Her, well, her and her friend Monroe. Oh, cool. Who's yeah. like, he's like studying psychoanalysis. Oh, amazing. So. But he's my, I mean, we like collaborate in a way. Not in like a, well, I don't know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, in like a text-oriented way. Oh, I don't mean that we like make paintings together. I'm just trying to like. No, I know it's fine. <laughs> He's my main rival. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Monroe. Oh, no. I love Monroe. <laughs> He's just like a spooky like. I don't know. He's a very special guy. He's very special. He's very smart. Yeah. It's so, like I have a lot of. Uh, there's just more and more competition for his attention as well as the students. He's hit the big time. Everyone's. Well, not, but it's just like everyone, everyone's like attention is so much more specific. Like, it it's is cool to like see everyone become everyone? themselves, but then yeah, it's true. also like, it's, um, it, you feel like, I want these conversations to continue. Now. Like, that's like, I can't think of anything. <laughs> what, what an exquisite course. Well, I don't want anyone to steal this idea, but no, I think it could be a new, a new game. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would that no, be? No, an exquisite oh. corpse podcast. Well, this is weirdly related to the idea of documentation, because that would have to involve something not quite live, but like, uh, you know, transmitting content between people that like hear the tail end of it and then like start their own. Oh, like think of. Well, yeah. you know, when you like make the drawing, you That's pull the genius. paper and throws, yeah. and you see a little like the neck, and you add the torso. The last thing. Associate yeah. from. But I think that I've been thinking about association a lot, like partially because my best friend's studying psychoanalysis, and so I like hear a lot about that. And like the thing that I'm most interested about psychoanalysis is like the role of association in the session where you, I mean, the goal of like, a, you know, if you're like a good analyst is like to ask leading questions, but not ones that like shut down the patient right. and like make it seem like you're like judging them. But uh, I was going to start by talking about your father for a second, I guess, because it seems like a good, a good 
good spot, like, for <laughs> structurally. But, uh... <laughs> so intense. Apparently this was the pitch to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I heard that's a little bit. what I heard. Yeah, that was, this was, I mean, so... This is the first time I've heard of it. It's also, like, a hilariously Freudian, like, let's... Well, let's also, my, my dad is named David. Yeah, Wilder's dad is named David. And, uh, and when Wilder and I had a studio upstate uh, a few months ago, and mm-hmm. then, like, your dad was, like, helping... Wait, David, your yeah. name is also David. That's true, yeah. The two Davids. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's why I bonding. brought it up. Bonding, yeah. Da- David bonding. <laughs> total total David, David, David bonding. There are a lot uh, of Davids, though. It's a common True. name. It's not a claim to anything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and we, he was helping you move stuff out of your place. And then, for some reason, he like helped me move a tremendous amount of stuff out of our studio. I think he just was like bored and like I had to do something. He was bored and just being like a good dad the way good dads are and yeah. helpful. Yeah, that, that sounds like he was being a straight up good dad. Yeah, yeah. He was total good, good dad. dad. And the whole time and he was dri- that I, he was driving the truck around <laughs> with, with me and like, uh, and we were talking and as dads do, you know, he was talking about his profession, which is uh, like being a spinal academic. Is that like a I fair? Like, I like the phrase "spinal academic." He's he's like a yeah. He's a, he's a biomedical engineer who like researches yeah the the lower spine and how like workplace injury occurs from like driving trucks and trains. Exactly. So he was talking about like the damage that was happening to my back right at that moment as we were driving, <laughs> and like and then also about the various support structures that like have made Wilder's work over the years. Like he he was just kind of like. You know, and a freshman, like I, you know, I helped her like design this way of making this cat like suspend from the ceiling, and that way we like we used this, this like double, <laughs> this sort of double suspension, you know, uh, and and I was just like, oh, this is like totally the key to to Wilder's work, which like is an interpretation that Wilder hates, but uh, <laughs> but I think is like interesting. No, I don't. I don't. Ha- I think it's it's valid. Yeah, there are a lot of structures around me as a young child yeah so when I was thinking about two of you guys I just was kind of because I was thinking I don't know the word spine just kind of came to mind and then also just like thinking about like what it means to have like a structure or like something that's normally two-dimensional become three-dimensional in the middle of a, mm-hmm. of a room right right yeah I mean I don't know yesterday I was at the Picasso show Ta- tangent but you were there today right this morning no yeah, I was there. I was there recently. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that was a, a, a what do you call it? Um, a previous gram, a later gram, previous I guess so. gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah technical. Nice. Um, but like, I, there was a piece there. The um, I think it was called Bowl or something. It's really beautiful work. But like, one of the materials was um, a palm frond, and I've used palm fronds in my work before. But like, you could you couldn't like really tell actually i haven't used palm front okay anyway the the bowl yeah so there's palm fronds on it like but the leaves are cut off so you're just left with the spine of the of the 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 palm frond Uh um from like 1956 Mm -hmm. you know like an old ass palm frond um which is apparently archival um in some manner you know what i mean like yeah yeah I'm gonna let these collectors know. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like a. F- so the, I mean, the structure of it is so it ends up being like quite rigid and sort of organically, um, like arced in this beautiful way. That only like 
only a palm frond could do, right? Yeah. Um, and sort of reduced to its line quality. Um, I don't know. I like the the sort of fortification of of such a like sort of organic um, leaf. Yeah. Basically, um, sort of withstanding and like also supporting the structure. I don't know. I mean, this the piece has like. Um, like nails in it and like it kind of look, reminds me of like a cartoon like bambi mm-hmm. figure or something yeah. it's like it's on um some of the subway ads for the picasso show right um and i hate to like talk about picasso because this is like so do you think people talk about picasso too much i i think i think so yeah i think he's just present to he's present too often yeah kind of um but i really love this piece so you know hey and it was in the subway, so I was like thinking about it in the subway, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's. Did you like that piece? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I was glad to see it. It was just very crowded when I went, so it's. Me too. It's a strange way to encounter the work, and it also was like. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I felt a sense of obligation to to go to it, but I didn't yeah. regret that. Yeah, I listened to some people, <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> Right, you know, you don't want to like have it pass you by, you know. Oh yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that piece, that piece. Like, right. should have saw it. Like, it's like know. a touchstone. Yeah. More so then. And also, I've been kind of like, I don't know, like, about seeing seeing like these larger shows where you know there's gonna be a million people there, yeah. and you kind of have to like nudge your way through. Right, right. And kind of like stake your own like viewing space, and you know, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So you do like sort of weird things in the gallery that like only artists do like you're like looking at the side and the back of the paint you know or the back of the sculpture like just because you know it's good you know you know you need to see that too you yeah know? it's mm-hmm. like so i'm like sort of like side by side with it like looking like that <laughs> like, leaned up against the you right. know just like yeah, having yeah. a really weird moment that i know is like sort of dimensional to the perception of the piece yeah it's like well, you know you, yeah yeah the tourists are just like looking at it straight on which takes up only a certain amount of like real estate in front of the piece but you're like getting in their instagram photo though probably (laughs) and i should be because i was there you know what i mean like (laughs) like no i won't move yeah i was surprised by how frontal a lot of the things seemed but it could have just been the installation like that like gravel pit with all those yes. pieces it was like everything was like facing one direction it was like, I thought it was why? great I love the gravel pit no it was really great it's but then like the way that people like there was no one around the back like yes. it was empty yeah. which was really interesting hmm. yeah people were just sort of addressing them like figurative sculptures yeah <laughs> just like face to face you know like some weird woman I mean she was really cool obviously the, the the one sculpture with her with the arms out, she like sort of walked up to it, sort of like, like <laughs> with her arms out, it, yeah, in the same way. Like, like she's cool. She knows what's up, obviously. Yeah. You know that's how you look at shit, or you know you feel for it. You know. You respond to it, yeah. Yeah, but even I mean I I was thinking about this, like on Instagram. Um, it must be. I mean, there's a lot of. Okay, so it's Fashion Week, so that changes that? everything. It's about to be Fashion Week. It's yeah. Like next, it's like in two weeks or something. Shit. Like that. Either pay attention more or pay attention less depending on your. Right. Or like, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're gonna have to 
really try hard Take to a like stance. yeah yeah um but like on instagram that there's a lot more um collections that are being documented through like video and it's like duh like you know these are these are you know having this this model 360 you know turn in this dress or you know like just the the weight of the fabric and also just like in order to see it in its full in its full capacity especially as like obviously commodified you know commodified like object image experience whatever texture totally all of these things like for it to sort of just coalesce in like the moment of like you know observing in, in the 360 and because 360 can be so like it could be so standardized as like mm -hmm. a document like that you would do that with every kind of sculpture exactly potentially now but right. that's not we're not quite at the point where that's like Right. You know, the standard. It's like, you know, like an animated GIF or something like that that would be able to, like, totally yeah. be something. You know, it's like, I think that that technology maybe is definitely coming yeah. or something or becoming a lot more accessible. But um, I think that also takes away from a certain kind of standardization, you know, and our expectation. Like, and it's more information. It's more information, yeah, exactly. And we already are kind of inundated. Yeah, I bought a mini fridge. <laughs> okay. At, um, <laughs> cool. Home Depot yesterday. <laughs> Cat's been waiting to work this into. It. <laughs> no, actually, no. It really just came to me organically. It wasn't. I didn't have an agenda. <laughs> but I did buy a mini fridge. Um, and uh, when I was purchasing it, there was an option of like seeing the 360 view, mm -hmm. and it was incredibly helpful. Yeah. Like it, like they showed me an entire rotation mm -hmm. of this oh, wow. fridge I got how big it was how wide it was what the inside looked like it was great definitely yeah I think that is yeah. it. it's helpful it, but it is you're right like it, it does sort of take away from the the read of or like the iconic read of the importance of flatness yeah 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 I like a you know like a, I don't know, like a Warhol whatever you know Campbell's soup whatever totally. I would you know hey 360 Campbell soup like <laughs> you know can like turn it around well it's like you were saying about <laughs> painters or who are like always looking at the side you know they're always like checking out the sides of paintings or yeah you know yeah, yeah. they're like that's where they get so right. much information kind of yeah but then that never is documented or you know right but it is like it, it's editing right that's the there's a limit to what, how much information people but find. is that sort of compelling because you're seeing it in the flesh like because that's something that is not documented that you have to experience mm -hmm. the artwork in person to to see like potentially like how it was made and um guess like you know the right. steps involved i mean it, i think it ends up being like a really weird point of communication because it is the part that like ends up being like kind of a lot more traditional and a lot more like time you know, like if, if something's outside of a frame, you can generally look at the profile and like, you know, give some information of how taut it is or like how, you know, what even if it's like a more of a relief or something like that, like how these things are relating to the, the surface, if it's like stretch canvas or like whether it's like mounted on a panel, like all of that stuff, all the information you could totally get, like observing the profile. And it's something that somebody who's a maker, it would be important for them. To, you know, it'd be information for them mm -hmm. about the experience of like making the piece. Right, right. 
which is probably different from the experience of well as a as a maker you'll like know how to read the image in a certain way or like are looking for different things from it then yeah that's an interesting i feel like we're like sort of like dancing around the idea of a viewer as looking at the work from a flattened perspective whereas a maker is looking at it from like a more like sort of like multi-dimensional like or like going circum not circumventing it Circumscribing. Circumscribing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I also like, I wonder whether the technology of documentation is like also, a, I mean, I feel like you see work that in the past would have been maybe more two-dimensional in a sense, like where people's engagement with like the 3D kind of, I, I feel like it's something that... I also like, I wonder whether the like, technology of documentation space of exploration, like in part because people know that they, you can document you know, that kind of work, like you can make it, I feel like even 10 years ago, it was so much harder to take pictures or, you know, like, I can't even imagine what 20 years ago, like. Oh, it was impossible to take pictures. It It seemed, I mean, it just seemed really difficult. Eggleston was just like scrambling around. No, but you, I mean, you know, you look at like John Miller's website, say, which has like all of his like installation shots, like I can imagine. Eggleston was just like <laughs> scrambling around. No, but you, I mean, you know, you look at like John Miller's website, say, which has like all of his like installation shots, like from the to back to the eighties, and the ones from the eighties just look like all you know. You can't get any kind of making infor- of that like information right. from it. It's like such a different like yeah. standard kind of. I wonder how that relates to our desire to see the objects, though. Because, I mean, so much like, like if you look at books of like shows that happened in like the sixties or whatever, like there are like the photos that you see over and over in any like documentation of, of the show, but mm-hmm. you don't. No, it's like the three right. photos, just yeah, funny. Exactly. Whereas now, like, I almost I like often wonder like, do I even need to see this show? Like, I mean, not that I don't, mm-hmm. you know, want to in many cases. And there's like a particular transaction that I experience in like seeing the documentation helping me decide whether like it's important to see a show because like you can sort of tell if it can be documented well or not. Yeah, there's the contemporary or daily phenomenon of like seeing a show and being like, okay, got that. Or like, oh, actually like, and it it's sort of like lulling in a sense that you think that you have seen the show. Right, right. And in fact, like, it may be totally different in person, which is always, as someone who looks at images of shows for a living, essentially, um, it's a continual surprise, like, humbling surprise to me to see them in person and be like, oh, actually, like, it's a totally different work. It just is not, you would think that everything at this point can be documented accurately, but. I mean, I also feel like at this, in the, like, on on the other hand, it's like, also, you want these things to produce desire. You want people to, like, yeah, ask exactly. questions and, like, you know, like, there's only that one, like, Blinky Palermo documentation, right, you right, know, right, right. In, in that, you know, you're like, oh, my God, like, what? What was that like? You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, shit, I got to go read, you know, a little bit more about, like, who went to this opening, who, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, how did this, either documentation come about or, right. you know, it, there's also the, that part that is a, is a really con- contemporary 
and like the fact that people aren't satisfied in the same ways and they want to feel more of a part of I think viewers want to feel I would like to produce it produce that you know something that has like a social context yeah a a kind of like a kind of like a desire for people to like feel more connected or like have some sort of transparency in which uh people feel like they have access and I think that those things are actually move forward like sort of you know technological means you know because it's like if the apparatus is shifting you know like um you know, I mean, like, just thinking about Instagram or, like, um, Snapchat or... Um, Do you use Snapchat? I don't. I don't. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I'm still, like, digging Instagram, kind of, but... Um, but, you know, like, just, like, people taking photographs with art, people looking, you know, as a way of, like, understanding and, like, having this sort of connection to it. You know, it's not. it's totally not there with, like, a kind of creative production, but... I think it also it, it sort of it feels maybe it maybe could feel a lot more akin to it than um, than like alienated from it in which you know. But you're also talking about like a kind of mystery, right? Like the or in the Palermo images, say there's like so much that's not accessible and which produces like I, as you're sort of saying like the desire to re- go forward into it because right. you have to try to construct what's like not there, which mm-hmm. is so often in some ways the thing that it seems like people are just figuring out how to reproduce now because for a while I feel like the amount of image I mean it's like a double-edged sword right Mm -hmm. you want to like have the 360 but also produce something that seems like ineffable I mean that's the whole thing about the the fashion 360 because it still has to produce a kind of desire for people to like want to feel the fabric or you know Mm want to be in the be in the garment, you yeah. know, occupy the garment or like own the garment. How do they do that? Like, I mean, how do you how do they navigate that? What do you what do you, what do you mean? Well, because you're they're, you're saying that they like they do have like video of it, but like at the same time, like how is it close up <laughs> enough, or is like where is kind of the mystery in that? Like, oh uh, well, the mis. I think the mystery ends up being something else though, because it's like. You, like you can look at the garment all day, you know, you fall in love with the garment. Yeah. But th- that's not the same as acquiring it or being in the same space or being in the, being in the store with it, trying it on. Like, those are things that are a lot more dimensional and like kind of I feel like a lot more emotional. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like in terms of the image, the image, image can be I, I think um, like kind of opened up a lot more, you know, like in terms of the way that you know it's it's about catching up with technology. I think, you know, it's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm sure, I hope that, like, MoMA has, like, that kind of um, documentation that's like, accessible to the public, to, like, school children, to, like, I mean, even the way that they, you know, they didn't have, like, um, a whole bunch of text, wall text or labels for it, but they had this uh, sheet mm-hmm. that, like, had, um, I loved it because it was really, like, I feel like um, friendly to, like, people who think think visually or something so the shapes of the sculptures were like you know um almost traced in the, in this mapping and then that correlated to a number and you know it had the information so i was like like this is easy this is great i mean i don't know i, just, I it was like so accessible it's like me. they made a painting of it or something like i guess Sorry. yeah there was yeah there was i mean it was like a little a nice map that wasn't that was based on like the experience of looking at 
visual work you yeah. know so it felt like it was a lot more um intuitive you yeah. know i guess which talks about the way that i think about things but um or you know the way that people who go to museums can see those things can see yeah totally yeah i'm interested in the role of i mean as a foil to the like level the like excessive level at which we consume stuff that we don't see like in image but like the role of anecdote and the social and like you like you said like you took someone's advice or like some people's advice by going to the Picasso and I was thinking about reading that Blinky Palermo painted I think blue triangles over the the doors of like various friends studios which is something I mean I've seen a photo or two of that but you know you can never experience that yeah totally yeah yeah yeah. no myth is a good is a good word for it but what what can be contained like in the social context and in the community like around the work that like we're making which may be like i mean i can see as being potentially much more exclusive because like it occurs in sort of like in networks of artists perhaps more than like other people that would be going to moment I think that the the idea of the Exquisite Corpse podcast, I mean... Oh, thanks for... No, it's just important (laughs) to, like... I was thinking about loss. It relates to everything else, too. Yeah. But, like, something has to be hidden to, like, create desire, which is why, you know, like, a 360 view of a sculpture or, like, even a painting, whatever, like, a thing is, like, would be deeply fucked up and, like... I mean, I think it would, like, destroy art for... Well, and it's, like, a premise of authentic reproduction that is in at its core false and like the further it gets towards right. but it's not even like about like knowing whether you should see the show in person or not or like the work but like it, to like be fooled into thinking that you like know what what an experience a, like live experience would be like is to like possess that experience like the role right. of possession right mm-hmm. right is yeah, I mean, it's a, it ends up being a form of standardization, mm-hmm. which is like, this person is this height, you know, it ends up being like this, the model and the architectural uh, right. model or right. something, the yeah. fake person that's like about yay height, about like, you know, male bodied, you know, and just sort of average like, viewer. Yeah, the average viewer, exactly. Yeah. Which ends up being like, super weird. Like... We can go back unchecked. to transparent now. <laughs> Unch- like, un- you know, un- unchecked or unconsidered. Because there's also a lot of space for, like, real emotion or, like, that that would be, like, done by a viewer, like, based on, you know, the production of, like, social social media or anyway, you know. But the, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking that po- possibly or I'm more interested in the possibility of, like, um, maybe, like, a an added condition to the act of viewing you know like that there actually could be a, a feeling emotional content you know in the, in the space that's like not um not so canonized you know that is about i mean i did see it but like, like the you know about the space about, in between like all of those so like experiences 
Let's talk about um, not Picasso, though. <laughs> yeah. No, no, of course. I mean, let's throw Picasso out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about resistance? <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. I think I kind of want to keep talking about the. Yeah. This is such a funny thread. I mean, it's like cool, like to not have known where one would go with this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like so uh, related. Um, the like myth like production or storytelling like around seeing things is cool but it's not just like seeing shows that are in i mean i guess maybe i want to get away from picasso and like uh like seeing work in institutions like i feel like we're talking about institutions like both of documentation and Mm -hmm. just like galleries or museums or something Mm -hmm. like uh implicitly without really meaning to but no i guess i'm thinking about like the difference between myth making and a sort of like performative like sense of like the artist as like a figure or like a mythological figure like i don't know the, the way that like a boy is self-constructed yeah or whatever but more in terms of like the possibility of formal experiences like folding into a similar kind of like history or trajectory or i don't know it's like more abstract than but like what would you say the difference is between like the way that palermo deals with that and the way that like boys i mean because boys like no, I don't know if I really care about that. I just yeah. yeah. No, I mean not in the context of this conversation. No, I guess I just yes. Yeah, maybe it feels too too like evocative to me of like the sort of like straight white male every man like artist yeah. bro that I'm like yeah. like we don't really need don't to spend more time talking. Yeah, about yeah. It. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think, um, yeah. Because it seems like the mythology of him also like pro- like propagates certain like things. Is, um Palermo. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. just like the fact that, like, oh, there's so much we don't know. He disappeared. Yeah. That's that's some myth- mythology for your ass. Yeah. Like, right. You know, it's like, yeah. Okay, the word myth is maybe totally wrong. That's I think like, I'm just trying to get at, like, something about or, cult yeah. of personality, what, like Bashan Otter. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Um, right. No, I don't know what can be contained in the, like, space of experiencing artwork that has nothing to do with like the institution and the documentation but you know for some reason i just thought of like when i went to kate levant's blood drive piece like way back and like i tried to give blood but like i was anemic so i couldn't (laughs) and so that was i don't know like whatever is lost in like the social like transaction around but not even just the experience of the work itself but like the production of it and like yeah, Kate what, what community a sort of like example because she's entirely like socially based. Like all of yeah. her work has like a community right around it. Um, she's also incredibly charismatic, but yeah. <laughs> I also like the difference in experiencing like one's studio and like one's finished work, which you know, going to your studio, I thought about like <laughs> times when I had a studio where like there was stuff all over the floor and people like would come into it specifically in grad school where like I think I was expected to like present something discreet mm-hmm. and often I felt like people's maybe I don't want to be saying this but I'll just say it and then it can go somewhere yeah totally. <laughs> oh no I mean it's like a very general observation that like people are very defensive when they don't know what they're looking at or they, yeah. or they, when they suspect that they don't know what they're looking at, right? Which I think has a really interesting relationship to the like production of desire. Um, Definitely. Huh. 
but it's like their resistance to associating I mean and I like totally understand that side of it but like I'm much less interested myself in like controlling an experience than like providing a sort of like realm of objects and do you think it's because the viewer feels like they're like being forced to reconcile with their own like ignorance or why do you think I'm sure sometimes I mean of course like it sucks to feel like someone's like making fun of you or like yeah totally like like playing a joke on you or something but then it's like so much art I think in order to like be receptive to looking at art you have to be comfortable with not knowing and like comfortable with like things not being reconcilable in language or else art wouldn't exist right yeah Um, and yeah I don't know I mean Mm. this also sort of relates to what you were talking about like writing artist statements but like when you have the impulse to like create something with the product and the audience in mind is like yeah, wait, Wilder, summarize what we were saying about artist statements because I think that might have even been off my oh well I had a thought that like the like I think I guess I'm sad that there's so much like disdain for the process of writing artist statements because I think it's really important to write about because writing's like a huge part of work. your work right I mean yeah somewhat I mean like languages and like most part. of my work is like derived from a text that like comes from somewhere like in my dreams or whatever um but yeah no I think that like I guess I don't know maybe this is sort of like a pedagogical philosophy or something though really? that like the the like product of an artist statement like prevents people from wanting to write about their work which I think is bad because it, it's related in the sense that you're saying that like not because anyone can like not because everyone can write well about their work but it doesn't matter but like announcing to someone what they're going to experience before they've like experienced it in this way oh, is yeah. like sort of what you're saying visually mm-hmm. is often what produces that kind of defensive or like it's the inverse of that where like the work then loses a kind of vitality because it's like telling you what you already know what it is and right, if you right. don't know what it is then you like feel like it's attacking you culture of domination yeah <laughs> totally. I actually feel like the converse like the the most artist statements or the artist statements that seem most troubling or problematic to me are the ones that like sort of give you this uh, intense conglomeration of non-statements that are sort of like my work is about um productivity in the sense that no man is an island and you know like these like sort of like sweeping statements that like don't actually like inform the work or Mm -hmm. your your perception of the work or like really anything else they're just sort of like spoken word poetry it's hard to find that balance you know how do you know (laughs) i'm sure yeah i don't know it's fucking hard i don't know but it's a good practice like writing oh totally yeah yeah. do you write a lot of I do I try to yeah I have like there's times where I I think I'm like out of the studio a lot more where I I can't be in the studio for some reason and I kind of start writing Mm -hmm. just I mean I don't know just like it's nice because it ends up being quite murky like in between like emotional space and like you know and, but also clearly understanding that is this, at this point it's a space of production for me too. You know, you're just like 
trying to get some thoughts down and also mm-hmm. just trying to be really really fucking honest with yourself mm-hmm. you know and it's like okay but like with each line you're kind of like hopefully gaining some sort of clarity or like I don't know it's a little like it's like very therapeutic for me um, but it's interesting when those things end up becoming your artist statement <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right <totally. laughs> you know it's like cause it's not one to one exactly like or it can be I guess yeah you know I just like it's like this doc- this like is a document document of um, uh, like a, a sincere emotional uh, still a s- sincere emotional space that I would like the work to be considered in you know and um yeah, I mean, but the fact that that could be written and be vindicating, um, I think takes some practice, you know, and it, it is like, yeah. if you're in a space with in which you, your work can't be seen and like, right. in its full capacity, or if you're like, you're like applying to like, shit, you know, and like, your work really has to be seen in person mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. like, sort of fully get it. It ends up being like um, important what you're, which, which you can like give language to, right, right. Because the the stuff that's like sort of intangible, I think, is emotional stuff, you yeah. know, not just conditions of light that are <laughs> very, you know, but that you know, um, it's a it's a feel it's a feeling, you know, right. That you don't want people to think that it's wrong for them to feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To the work. Yeah. Do you think, like, just to cycle back to something, like, mm-hmm. what's the relationship, I guess, between feeling and like being able to walk around something? I mean, I guess it. it I. I think it maybe has to do with like a kind of visual understanding. I think. Yeah. And that kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know, like the lack of distancing or something of becoming closer to something, like some of the associative feelings or oh yeah, like um I've related to something like this before. Yeah. Or like that's all that I have. Like all I have is like these two cards, like, you know, and it's it's cool. I think that that's really interesting. Um in terms of like the the, the viewer maybe needing to be backed backed up against the wall and like kind of like having to fend for themselves in a, in a way that um, would could like that could be um, you know restructuring for them the way that they view something you know or the, the way that they like um, feel feel for something yeah that makes sense yeah you, I'm you I'm catching own? up okay <laughs> what do you I mean what do you think of um like, do you have a kind of viewer in mind when you make your work? Or That's a good question. I mean, I think... I don't necessarily, but I was thinking about the... Well, just the difficulty of, like, like all the kinds of translations you have to make in work or in writing like from your own sort of like most intimate like output to something that 
like can be received productively by someone else um, that doesn't like you know inspire defensiveness or something yeah what do you think is like a productive reception like in your well I just well I was talking about this earlier that like I have like for whatever reason like a lot of resistance to like articulation and it's not intentional and it's like at some level I know maybe in more clear terms what I want to say in any given context but like some part of me is like outpacing that clarity and like making it abstract which I'm sure is like related to why I'm an artist that like make visual things Mm -hmm. that like contain uh you know feelings and information in a more visual sense but um I think I've just become I guess more interested in inducing inducing associations in a viewer I mean I, I've been interested in that and you know for a long time which I guess is like pretty normal <laughs> but no but like inducing a particular kind of association um, with language that is open I don't know sort of like containers that aren't filled and refuse to be filled you know by an identity category or by like a particular response Mm -hmm. um but that like creates a lot of space and I mean I think that's weirdly one reason why like my work has become in a way more minimal or sort of enigmatic um and I've like I hope that this won't always be the case but I've like been using less stuff and like become more specific about the materials that I use because I don't I don't know I'm just like figuring out what kinds of questions I want to propose yeah um I don't know my faith in a certain kind of like for what for like me like associative way of working has I don't know was like renewed by being in your studio and kind of like experiencing what that does for me I don't know it's like Mm. seeing no I mean I was there I've been there I mean I've totally like sort of had felt like I needed to or as a part of learning for me like to sort of really reduce things Mm pare things down yeah and see like if if I if I can still exist as a part of the work yeah yeah. you know but like also allowing something that could be open enough for like many people to sort of be able to speak through the work or like to occupy Uh their space in like kind of unexpected ways yeah i mean like think about like the piece in right it was in right yeah the the stretched thing yeah yeah and it's like the sort of like a diamond rhomb is that a rhombus i don't i don't you know yeah Yeah. whatever i think it's those shapes i can't remember if rhombus is a regular or it doesn't matter it's a parallelogram yeah yeah yeah. but these are these paintings you did that were like squares at an angle that said in yeah yeah yeah, like they're dyed nylon yeah it's like sewn together and stretched okay yeah but there's that language which like gets you in yeah and then but that, that being like a, you know, I, I see it as like a relationship to like a container, mm-hmm. like what, what the function of like an abstract gesture could, could be mm-hmm. at its very most like re- reduced mm-hmm. sort of point. I mean, and 
allowing that to be language, but it also like is visually something that moves you across the room. Like right, your right. Like your eye goes from this corner to like the, the top, you know, and you're, uh-huh. you know, potentially out the, you know, the top right. of the building, <laughs> you know, through the ceiling of the gallery or whatever. Right. You know, but it's like there's some really interesting um, uh-huh. ideas about it because it's not just about the c- containment. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's, it's like also about like the projection, and the, uh-huh. the, the, the movement, and also like sort of stuff on the surface, you know, like right. the, what it's made out of, right. uh, what the container is made out of. Right. I mean, I've been putting bowls in my work because, you know, it's like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get to the containment already. All right. Like, <laughs> and, and then get to something else, totally. you know, like, can we just get to the the notion of like, what this thing is supposed to do really? Right. No, this, I think, yeah, the space of the containment is a, is a cool link between our work, I think. I mean, in relates to, well, just like the, for me, like the collective experience of like someone seeing something and like gleaning, like meaning from the the kind of elision of all of those things. There's a really great essay that I like by Leo Bersani that is about, uh, largely about the Plato Symposium. Sorry, that's my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pause it? You know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Play um, this Yes. Okay, so there's an essay that I love by Leo Bersani about largely Plato's Symposium, and he talks about the kind of like inability to to like acquire a sense of like what actually happened in this like story of like the origin of love, um, because there are so many speakers that kind of relate the story like within the the symposium, and I think about that. Um, with especially like between different media that I work with as like there's space that's created between between the work that is almost more important to me than what like anything can do on its own mm-hmm. definitely I like which that which is I don't know I mean like the I still want to go back to the bowl thing. Yeah, no, no, I'm there. Idea of interiority, but with the what we were saying about the in thing was like to like project like a kind of like movement. It's like about the mobility. I also like it as like almost like just a stop sign. You know what I mean? Like almost like a something that communicates to another body. Uh huh. You know, it's like it's functioning like almost partially, Uh like as almost like as a as almost like an author in itself. Mm Hmm. But it the just piece. sort of yeah the piece the in you know and it's like sort of like how how does a a viewer feel you know or like think about that or like mm-hmm. you know interpret that as like a a physical gesture or uh-huh. like a phys- physical understanding you know it's like uh-huh. something about that that's like re- I think really interesting and it it being like some like really interesting slippage between like the art object and the 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 viewer's understanding. Is that how you think about like the photos in your work? Because I feel like sometimes that like is a space that's like yeah. is really direct, kind of immediate, but then also like shoots me out, just yeah. like inward and outward, kind definitely, of. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and it also just sort of is about like its integration or lack of integration on the surface. Totally, you know. So it's a little bit like I think linked to the way that I 
um, you know, apply it as a full gesture, you know, like almost like my sister, she had like a lot of, uh, or, you know, just like a, some, some teen girls, like, <laughs> or teen boys for that matter, uh-huh. um, you know, like putting <laughs> posters in their wall from like a magazine or something, you know, like just like gesture of like, I'm going to remember this or like, oh, this is, this is something that's unforgettable or this is like a moment that I, that I want to acquire, you know, and for that to be image and also be a gesture that, that, that. It's also a way to evoke spaces that you don't have to represent. I mean, like the blankets that you use, like, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like the scale of your materials and how they, uh, some of them are like standardized and those standards of like whatever the size of the blanket is, is like because of the size of the bed, which is like because of the size of the human body. Right. But you don't have to like show everything. <laughs>